1: Mike Wright, Jason Moore, Andy Holloway, and the world-famous coaching changes episode on the way.
0: Mmm, mucho importante. I've heard
1: from people that this is one of their favorite episodes. That's great, and I believe that people.
0: I believe you don't. You do not enjoy doing this episode. All the coaching research. All the boring sludge to go through.
1: Sometimes it feels like a lot. I mean, I, I guess I, I guess the truth is, I feel like there are some major storylines in the coaching, hiring, process. It's not like I undervalue the changes that happen, but then like I don't know. There's some teams that did some dumb stuff.
0: Yeah, and 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 it just ruins the season for their players. I think there are some very uninspiring hires. Now I will caution us all that one of the most uninspiring hires to to me personally this is called a swing and a miss um was when I just couldn't really comprehend the hiring of Sean McVay. Sure. Back in the day thirty yeah. thirty-two 32-minute-year-old Sean McVay and uh eh, it was okay. It was, it, was, it was I think they I think they won that one. Calling that one
2: uninspiring was that's not the right word. I think just it felt baffling,
0: and uh, it was a good e- call.
2: Egregious at the time,
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. So you know, hopefully, some of these, so hopefully, some of today's uninspiring hires for those fan bases, they turn out to be the next McVay.
1: I mean, we are coming off a season in which we we overt. I mean, multiple seasons actually. When you go back to Nagy and then you know Arthur Smith, where we've seen the the, the polarization of impact, right? When you bring somebody in. And um, they make a tremendous difference to the weapons on the team, translates to fantasy football, or vice versa. We're going to talk about a team that made a very splashy head coaching hire and yet leaves the fantasy community in a place of wondering what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll be talking through all of the big coaching changes on today's show. And um, a reminder, three days left, 72 three hours. Three days left. Thanks, Mike. That sounded like you were telling everyone to get on the train before it left.
2: It was, but that was pretty good. much the
1: same thing. Uh, UltimateDraftKit.com, your last chance for pre-order bonuses. you got to order it by March 1st to get a chance to win a Listener League spot, a chance to come and play with us in the Listener League in 2024. It's also the lowest possible price on the UDK, UDK Plus right now. UDK Plus gets you instant access to the Dynasty Pass. We have been uh, knee-deep in... Uh, rookie rankings and draft prep, and so
2: I'm uh I'm belly button level now.
1: You were uh, what did I say though? He, yeah, Knee. yeah,
0: we're we're yeah. almost fully submerged.
2: We're past the 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 point of overturn.
0: No I'm hoping to drown soon. <laughs> uh, what? be all the way underwater. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to, we're helping there too. <laughs> thanks, bud. You could just submerge without without well, drowning. I'll try to hold my breath, but you can't breathe underwater. Snort, give him a snorkel. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs>
1: Um, so that's ultimatedraftkit.com. What? Welcome in. I can't
2: breathe
0: underwater. Also on that note, um, if, if you are someone that has already bought the ultimate draft kit, you got the UDK plus, um, and you've taken a look, you are still entered into that. Even if it was before yeah. now, anyone who gets it by, uh, March 1st, you, you'll be entered in that, but maybe you bought it the day it came out, Super Bowl Sunday. And you went and you looked at the rookie rankings and the, uh, the dynasty startup rankings. Those have really been evolving, you know. the The last week, I know mine have personally changed quite a bit. So, if you're doing a startup or you're, you know, you took a look already, take another look at the rankings. And, um, you know, we we will continue to make sure we polish those as we get closer and closer to the draft.
1: That is true. Let's talk some news.
0: News and notes from around the league. Really, the headlines
1: right now are around the franchise tag. Um, there are a number of running backs that, at least of this recording time, have been. Uh, it's been said that they're not going to be franchise tagged. Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, uh, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler—all of those players, at least as of this recording—pretty uh, strong words being put out that they will test free agency. So that's big. I mean, those are big and games. And be yeah. allowed to test Yeah, free be allowed. Agency. And, um, you know, we have a couple of players, though, that it seems like one that we have confirmed, T. Higgins, wide receiver for the Bengals. The franchise tag has been placed on T. Higgins. Is that That is, that is that what is, we're hearing. That right? is
0: official, Um, and so he will not be going anywhere. The other one I think you're alluding to is Michael Pittman Jr., who it se- that one is not official, has not been done. It's
1: just been said that they either will or they'll work out a deal.
0: Right. And they have until March 5th. The deadline to uh, place these tags on players is coming up here uh, next week on the 5th.
1: Yeah, that's always f- It's fun to see what happens. I mean, the the cap is going up in the NFL in terms of the salary cap um, significantly, more than people even expected. It's somewhat of a rebound from the COVID-era reductions due to the fact that fans weren't attending games and they had to cut things back at that time but it does mean that you know every year we talk about cap space but the cap changes and teams have the ability to kick the can down the road to become more flexible with restructures and it allows teams that seem like they weren't going to be in contention for certain players to to be in contention or to extend players that we didn't see them keeping and at least right now t higgins michael pittman two of the the what would have been the biggest fish in the wide receiver pool, they don't seem like they're going anywhere. Nope. So that is a that's a pretty big deal.
2: Yeah, which would make uh Mike Evans the most Mike Evans,
0: uh, Calvin Ridley, uh did you, Elvins? Uh, I, I heard Elvin. Yeah, I probably Alvin, put an L in somewhere. Yeah. Not sure where, but uh I was thinking Calvin Ridley. So it kind of gotcha. uh, okay. merged.
1: Um so Higgins, Pittman are, were you surprised? I mean, for me, the Higgins—it's—it's going to be what, twenty-one million dollars
2: uh, for that, a year? I don't recall the number.
1: Kyle, can you confirm that number? I think it's twenty-one million
2: dollars. He says
1: correct. I mean, you, it's correct. It's—you got a microphone, right, Kyle? Yeah, but it he's, is correct. Twenty-one right. million. Ah, oh, gross. You. Thank you.
2: Gross. Yeah, don't Kyle, talk oh, on yeah, it. No. Don't talk, Kyle. Uh, gross. its I, I don't think it's all—that's surprising. Of, that's a lot of money. They—they they have money. So that like they can, I'm saying they have they have some cap space, and maybe you don't want to. This is the perfect thing for the Bengals if you don't lock yourself in long term with T. Higgins, but give this group a like last year. Last year got deleted with just unfortunate injuries. They felt like they had a chance to make a Super Bowl run with those with the wide receivers. So what will be very interesting then to watch for the Bengals is do we get a day two? draft capital of a wide receiver because that would be the action that says that T. Higgins is going to get his money. He'll play one year and then he'll be somewhere else.
1: Tyler Boyd is a free agent not expected back with the team.
2: Which uh, just quick dynasty check your waiver wire. See if Charlie Jones is on the waiver wire. He could not that Tyler Tyler Boyd was super valuable when the the big two are on the field uh, hey, but he's just a name that could be out there, uh, on your, on your, uh, uh, waiver wire as well. Um, yeah, do, do, <laughs> 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 I'm just going
0: yeah, to, I'm to peel, peel back the curtain. Um,
1: there, there is another receiver beyond Charlie Jones that I think, um,
0: I've got him on my dynasty roster stats.
1: Yoshi Voss,
0: Yoshi uh, Voss, I, I, Andre I th- I Yoshi Voss. Think, I think so. But when you. But uh, but
1: none of us wanted to be the first to try it. Yeah. Hey, I I brought
0: up Charlie Jones. Yeah, thanks, Mike. <laughs> a real hero. Uh, do we yeah. have a do we have a pronunciation guide Yoshi-Vas. on Charlie Jones? Yeah. Um yeah, I O S I V A S. Um
1: which says obviously Yoshivas. Yoshivas.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but it, e- either way
2: both of those guys see if Also known as Yoshi from now on.
1: Okay, Oh, Yoshi. much
0: yeah.
2: easier. Yeah.
1: Um, what else? Demarcus Robinson coming back to the Rams. He he really made a lot of plays late in the season for them. One-year deal yeah. for uh, about a quarter of that uh, T. Higgins money.
0: I've seen him as a pretty good uh, draft deal right now in best ball.
1: I could see that for sure. I mean, the odds of Cooper Cup getting hurt at some point during the season seem to be very high anyways.
0: Yeah, fair. So, um,
1: yeah. And we got some news that Tyler Higbee – it uh, looks to looks like he'll start the season on pop. I mean, he got hurt so late. In, yep. Was it the playoff game? I think it was. It was that late. I'm pretty sure it was the playoff oh. game. Um, But, you know, you're talking middle of next season. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes what the Davis Allen chatter. Yes. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Davis Allen is a, it's another great name to look on your dynasty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. yeah, you're you're upset because I picked him up in our main dynasty league is that? What... I
1: know he was rostered in that league. I don't know when he became unrostered, but you you put him back on your team
2: and then yeah. I just
0: and then you were sad to see that. But There's... yeah, Davis Allen uh, uh is a worth worthy dynasty pickup at tight end.
2: It's this is the season of go find contract situations and the, especially at the tight end position because starters for it, not I'm not saying elite players, but but tight ends who will get a starting job and then in a pinch, you can put them in. They, this is the time that they're they're just available on the waiver last way. Last
0: year at this time, or, or a little bit earlier than yeah. this, it was Ferguson. Yep. You know, we were telling people, go pick up uh, Ferguson of the Cowboys because Schultz is moving on and he could step in. And then he was a very, very relevant fantasy option this oh, last yeah.
1: year. All right, any other news, Brooksy? Do you have anything
0: for There's us? two – pieces of little news uh it has been okay. reported that uh marvin harrison jr and malik neighbors will not be doing all the fun stuff at the combine yeah they'll be there and do like interviews but and i don't blame them but i'm mad at them
1: yeah you'd like to see the numbers but like he can gain nothing from
0: it yeah if i were him no chance i test i wouldn't even go or anything but i'm still mad that you're not because i want to see it
2: yeah i mean the um Kyle is saying we did we got news that uh, Roma Dunze will run. Okay,
0: so well, that'd be fun. At least we get one of them.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: he uh, does that make him feel like a loser? No, he's like, oh, your H I feel like,
1: like it's the opposite. You
0: gotta, you gotta, you got Yeah, with,
2: with neighbors and Harrison not there, like he's kind of he's the, the star. He's, now. he's he's the the BMOC.
0: Okay,
1: you know what that means, right?
2: Big man on campus. Yeah, that's right. yeah, that's yeah.
1: Right. yeah. Uh, top ten pick, maybe. Uh, we, we've been going through the wide receivers like crazy, but it's like you could see 10 to 12 really good names off the board by the end of the second. But uh, what's crazy is you could see 10 wide receivers off the board before you see a running back off yeah, the
0: board. It yeah, it really is true. And it, it, it's a deep class. It's really ironic because right now you've got four guys that are clearly on most people's big boards at the top, the consensus four. And after that, when it goes to from five to like 12, any one of those players could be the next one drafted, and and, and I don't remember it being that wide a range. Uh, our dynasty show, Mike just had a great episode this last week going through the incoming rookies, and then tomorrow our dynasty show will go through the second half of those mm-hmm. uh, rookie wide receiver prospects.
1: What's crazy in the way it's setting up right now is you have maybe 10, 11, 12 wide receivers that could go off the board before a running back. The running back class seems very uh, inferior to previous years. Top running back off the board on a lot of people's lists is Jonathan Brooks, who is coming off of an ACL
2: injury. Mm-hmm.
1: And teams that might be looking at the classic, "Hey, I'm just going to draft the running back and make him my starter," now have Henry Jacobs, Saquon Eckler, Pollard on the free agent pool to decide which of those options you want to 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 use. Do you? have the confidence in a Braylon Allen or a, a Jonathan Brooks or whomever Trey Benson, you guys love mm-hmm. Blake Corum. Uh Blake Quorum. Yeah. Or do you just like rent a guy for a year? Cause I could see out of those five free agent running backs, you see in multi-year deals out of these guys, yeah Uh, i mean saquon
0: Saquon and josh jacobs i think will get multi-year deals derrick henry will probably get a one year
1: i think pollard could get a one year as well
0: i I agree like a
1: reprove it or something like
0: um it might be structured as like a two-year but where they can cut them after one because you could
1: go pay pollard for a year and then come back to next year's draft that might be stronger at running back i don't know um all right that'll do it for news and notes we're going to jump right into the coaching changes
0: coaching carousel
1: this year we have eight new head coaches 15 new offensive coordinators last offseason was just five head coaching changes so uh it's up last year's five changes
2: it's it's you're not wrong to say last year was only five but imagine a world where there are thirty-two jobs, right, and five became available. There's only thirty-two in the world, and five opened up. Like, imagine my luck that I can try and get a job as a coach. This is just, so you, you better love football because this is not this cannot be good for your health.
1: Give me a reaction to. I'm going to read the coaching changes from last year. Just react to them for me briefly. Sound a word, whatever you want to okay, do. Okay, all right. Um, let's start with uh, the Panthers, Frank Reich.
0: Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. I mean he's, he's already gone. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um the Broncos, Sean Payton.
0: Okay. Was, okay. Yeah. I think it's okay. Yeah. Uh the Cardinals, Jonathan Gannon. TBD. They they tore it down to the nubs. You can't tell.
1: It's just like a lost year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, an yeah, eval
0: yeah, year. No, no eval. You uh, like pew
2: pew pew, 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 boom. That's fine. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. D'Amico Ryan's. Sensational. Yeah.
1: And then uh Shane Steichen.
0: I I think that was a great hire. Yeah. I, I I like it a lot so far.
1: Um, what's interesting is before we jump into the new hires, this is worth mentioning because the list is kind of insane. But when you're not hiring an offensive minded head coach and you look back historically all the way back to twenty eighteen, which um I don't know how many coaches this is, it looks like about twenty. If you're not hiring an offensive minded head coach, it has not been good. No. And you're going back to like Patricia and Wilkes and Fangio and Flores and Matt Rule and uh, oh. yeah, sorry, Matt Ja Rule, uh, Joe Judge and Ron Rivera and Brandon Staley and Lovey Smith. And I mean, I almost forgot Lovey Smith was the coach for a year. I guess that was, um, was it the whole year or was he interim?
0: He didn't I th- stick around. I think if you are a defensive head coach, you really need someone like CJ Stroud. You know, then, then, yeah. then it's Cause easier. Because D'Amico
1: Ryans is the one name. Yeah, so far. he's
0: doing, he's doing great. Great, great head coaching that quarterback.
1: So, uh, just to throw it out there, the two head coaching hires this past year that that we're going to talk about today: Gerard Mayo, Mike McDonald. So, those are the two defensive-minded head coaches with a shot.
2: Yep, and and part of it, I mean, just me trying to figure out what's going on because offensive, like, if you're not the offense, your OC position it turns over Mm because if you if you're a good team, and your offense was capable, your O.C. is getting a head coaching job.
0: Bobby Slowick, the the offensive coordinator for the Texans, next year will probably be a head coach. That's that's right. my guess.
1: He could have taken a job this year, and so Ben Johnson could have taken a job.
0: Yeah, and they, and they said no. They wanted to wait for better opportunities. But your point, Mike, is then all of a sudden this defensive head coach now has to go out and find – yeah they've got to replace and they, find a way to make the offense work it doesn't they have co- to hit again. And it doesn't quite happen the same with defensive coordinators constantly getting hired away
1: all right. let's let's begin with the Atlanta Falcons, new head coach, new offensive coordinator. I think they maybe surprised some of the uh, of the public with their hire of Raheem Morris only because Bill Belichick's name had been circling in Atlanta but they certainly didn't surprise anybody that has been around the NFL. Raheem Morris is one of the more respected uh, names in in football, and he's been a head coach before and is going to be the head coach taking over for Arthur Smith. Immediately hires Zach Robinson at offensive coordinator. Reactions to this? Obviously, we had a lot of, of narrative discussion on Arthur Smith and the impact to Pitts and Bijan and London and the entire offense.
2: Uh, I would react positively of it, like the hiring of Raheem Morris was fantasy wise going oh, okay here we go. But they went into the uh, the department store. They got that Psst. they got that cologne day McVeigh, uh, Zach Robinson, who was an Ellie Rams assistant for what the past four years or so, a passing game coordinator for them as well. So you you have to make the presumption that. They're going to bring that offensive philosophy over. And when you have the right players in that offensive philosophy, I think good things happen. So I will be excited to see uh, this team get away from, what, the 31st in passing percentage, 4th in rushing. Like, balance that out. Which led
1: to 25th in points per game, by the way.
2: Yeah, it
0: was. Well, yeah, because despite the 4th highest rushing rate, they ranked 28th in expected points per rush attempt. So when you're really bad at that, you know you just want to keep doing it. Um, (laughs) You you have to establish it. Zach Robinson coming in, I think, is going to be hopefully long term good for fantasy. This was a PFF senior analyst um, a a handful of years ago, so he is not one of these anti metric type of guys. Go with the gut, and he's really focused on quarterbacks. And and I I watched love the gut man. Watched his uh. (laughs) Uh, press conferences, and, and read what he's written on quarterbacks. And I think that is their focus right now. Their focus is find their quarterback. So they're sitting at what, like pick eight, I think? Yes. Yeah, eight overall. Every year they pick – the Falcons are locked <laughs> at eight. So I feel like – I mean, I I, I I placed the wager today that they're taking a specific quarterback at eight, but I, I well, think you they keep will. keeping it a secret. I, I think I mean, they'll take JJ McCarthy, but it's okay. it's, so er, it's so early. I'm not telling. Point, <laughs> it did, it did come up But not. it's very specific. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Uh, I you I, can't <laughs> bet it. I did. <laughs> well, I didn't want. I didn't want to make people have to. You know, f- uh, follow suit. But gotcha. um we Yeah, won't. I, I think they are certainly um, focused on the quarterback.
1: I, I think that's a good point to bring up, though, because you know there there's excitement in the fact that Arthur Smith is out the door. But there's still a lot of question marks with regards to who's behind center. You know, a lot of the efficiency, it was that way not because the running game just was unsuccessful, but they ran so much in some ways because they couldn't efficiently pass the ball. Like, it's a bit of a chicken or egg scenario there. You know, the confidence level in Heineke to, to Ritter to Heineke to Ritter, I mean, it was obvious that there was no confidence, right? I mean, Arthur Smith even got up in a press conference and, you're you're my guy. And then, you know, five minutes later, he changes it because they didn't feel confident throwing the football down the field. We got nothing out of pits. London was inconsistent. And then Bijan. we know how talented he is in the passing game. It's going to come down to the quarterback more than it will Arthur Smith just leaving town, yeah. in my opinion,
0: for I, the passing game to succeed. I, I, I agree completely. And, and obviously, if they were to make a push, go out and get Kirk Cousins, who, baby, I would be so excited um if they draft a quarterback even if you like the quarterback they're drafting at 8 you're going to bet against the weapons for fantasy the receiving weapons with a with a rookie quarterback
1: so um but it's it's some change in an offense that has a lot of exciting enticing weapons so we can hope for the best there and see what that offseason quarterback ends up being we'll take a quick break and come back and talk about our next team Well, 32nd in points per game, 32nd in total yards, 32nd in passing yards. That was where Carolina ranked last year. And, um, well, since 2000, Carolina's 4.7 yards per pass attempt ranked 763rd (laughs) out of 766. Oh, man. So what you witnessed um, as you peeled your eyes open and forced yourself to watch was an all time terrible offense. And not
2: the
0: worst.
1: No, there were, (laughs) there were
0: three worst teams in the last 23 years.
1: Only 762 better teams. But, um, Carolina new head coach, new offensive coordinator, Dave Canales comes over from Tampa, from Seattle. The TLDR, the headline on Dave Canales is that he turned, Two quarterbacks that had very low expectations for their futures in Geno Smith and Baker Mayfield into like playoff caliber quarterbacks. And so, in terms of a strategic hire, you just invested your entire future on Bryce Young. We got to like this hire of Dave Canales.
0: Yeah, I I don't blame them for taking the shot at this. I mean, if you say, oh, two years ago he was with Geno. People didn't expect much. He looked like a wasted career, and then he had a fantastic season. And then last year, once Baker seemed like he was done and he was a backup to Kyle Trask, he goes in and, and resurrects him, and we've got this all this investment in Bryce Young. We need someone that can come in and hopefully get the most out. I don't mind taking the shot. I do think that it is a much lower odds of it working. Like we just talked about, 763rd of, of 766. It wasn't like – Hey, it wasn't that good. You know, we saw Baker before Dave Canales be great. He had one of the best rookie quarterback seasons um, ever when he was a Brown, and and obviously it it got bad, but we have not seen Bryce Young do anything good or show flashes yet of brilliance in the NFL. So I believe this is a tall task, and more than likely it's going to be one of those situations where two years from now we're going to be talking about who the Carolina Panthers are hiring as their head coach. Well,
1: because you don't believe in Bryce Young. Correct. So uh, that's an important thing to bring up here and now because there will be additions to this Carolina Panthers offense, and they're all going to be dependent on Bryce Young's success. So so let me let me just ask the question to, to quantify it momentarily here. What is the percentage chance that you think Dave Canales turns Bryce Young into a um, – I, I guess I'll say franchise quarterback for the team somebody that's going to be their quarterback for the next five years what is your percentage chance
0: eleven percent okay I, I will go i'll go
2: thirty five percent
1: that's pretty high i'd be about twenty twenty five um, so uh, i mean that that's gonna say a lot because if they have to reset both the the head coach and the quarterback in two years i mean this this franchise is what david Tepper He's not gonna be happy.
2: No, and he will He'll make, throw drinks all over the place. He will make moves immediately. Uh, the big glaring difference here for for Dave's team uh, compared to the other ones, uh, the Seattle Seahawks had two Pro Bowl caliber wide receivers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Buccaneers, maybe if we, I don't know if yes, we call two God, Pro Bowl, that. yes, but you he have Mike, you have Mike Evans who, uh, despite all the jokes on this show, the, Mike Evans will go into the Hall of Fame. Yes, like, it's so. Yeah, uh, and you got Adam Thielen and Who? Jason will be picketing though, right? You uh, know what we said? Well, there's the first ballot. Okay.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I want Mike Evans you, is a Hall of Famer. You'll just picket not, the first ballot. He's yes. just not gonna get in the
2: first ballot. Uh so you have you have Thielen and then uh, uh, but, but, Yeah. And you have no first round pick. So they're gonna have to be very creative uh if they're or find a find a puka find a diamond in the rough if they're able to really fix this thing
1: yeah i mean if you can find a
2: puka that'd be yeah look they're not just everywhere no no
1: you sometimes you gotta dig uh brad idzik is the new offensive coordinator okay brad good luck buddy go get (laughs) him this is this is the big one yes in my opinion
2: brad it,
1: no, no. The next, no, 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 the, Sorry. The next oh, team, we're moving
0: on. The oh, next man. It's the biggest name. It's probably the biggest fantasy His family
2: impact. had gathered round. This, uh, do we need stereo. to say more about the Oh, no. Yeah, okay. we, we need to be done talking right. about Brad.
1: The Los Angeles Chargers, they got their man Jim Harbaugh coming from Michigan and a national title,
0: new head coach. Great hire, <laughs> in my opinion.
2: <laughs> you see these uh, nicknames? So... Uh, pro Football Reference, incredible site. Uh, they often have nicknames. I I don't know where they No, get I think theirs. these are their like, official. official? Yeah. All right, well, let me try these on for you, Jay. If you, don't read them. Don't okay. read them. I, I had already seen them. Oh, okay. Well, Jim Harbaugh, apparently also known as Captain Comeback or Dog. <laughs> I saw that. And I was like, <laughs> wait, his nickname is Dog? Dog. Just Dog. Now, did, did someone just hear over here someone walking up and say, what's up, Dog? Like, like, oh, people call him like dog. The, people call Harbaugh dog? The, the
1: bounty hunter? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is the same guy. Jim Harbaugh was the uh, the prize. Dog. Dog, sorry. <laughs> dog was the. No, I can't do it. Um, <laughs> look, Harbaugh has had nothing but success at every level. He was the prize.
0: I like that. Jeremy just chimed in with uh, uh, Jim Hardog. <laughs> 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 I like it a lot.
1: Thanks, thanks Al. <laughs>
2: you
0: got it.
1: You, uh, it's honestly pretty good.
0: Um, Dog, Jim Hardog. Well, <laughs> oh, okay. hey, hey all, right. all right, Andy. What were you saying?
2: <laughs> well, I, uh, Jim. Yeah, he's had success at all levels.
1: Is replacing Brandon Staley. The clock ran out. There was optimism around Brandon Staley. They were a. It was an offense that we were excited about in the beginning. He was going for it on fourth down. Justin Herbert had a lot of success fantasy wise. Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, but the uh, time rolls on, right? We're not winning enough ball games last year. Injuries, struggles. Eckler's going to be a free agent. Testing the water. He he probably won't be back. Um, final year for Mike Williams. Keenan Allen is he he he's there. But it's his final year, and he's getting older.
0: And he's the number one cap hit for all wide receivers.
1: So why why do we make a big deal about Jim Harbaugh? The reason being, he are, brought in
2: Greg Roman. I'd say, are you? I don't disagree with him. This was the high-profile hire. As a fantasy player and a fantasy analyst,
0: are you excited no, for this? No, Mm-mm. not at all. No. I, I, I and,
1: it, and let's explain that in the context of Greg Roman, so the Gre- offensive coordinator.
0: Greg Roman, we, we've we seen Greg Homan, Greg, <laughs> Greg Roman, Roman with uh, <laughs> Jim Hardog in the past. Oh. We saw them for four years together. And the passing attempts of those four years, they were the 31st, 31st, 32nd, and 29th in passing attempts. And we have far more... Experience with Greg Roman past that. And we're not talking about, hey, he usually is in the bottom half of passing attempts on his offenses. It's not like he's in the bottom 10 usually of his passing attempts. It's he's in the bottom three or the bottom or the bottom two. It's like he checks it after the week and is like, I need to get this lower right. to keep my position. In all of his years, I'm just going to read the passing attempt rank. 31, 31, 32, 29, 31, 32, 32, 32, 9. Whoops. Whoops. 28. I mean, so we already know what they want to do. They want to run the ball. They want to win ball games with that style. And it probably will work. I think it's just a great hire for Chargers fans I mean- and for winning ball games and making playoff appearances. And But it's not. It doesn't feel like what we want with fast pace of play, a lot of passing, uh, getting the most out of Herbert. I'm on the clock right now, um, and I'm staring down. Like uh, Herbert is at a value, and I'm like, ah, I don't want. I don't know if I want to take him. So I'm going to ask you two guys right now on you know whatever t- today is February 27th. Um, would you take Herbert or
2: Kyler? Kyler. Kyler.
1: Okay, and I'll that's not a blacklisting of Herbert. That would be the dumb thing to do. We we just spent an offseason with McCarthy taking over for Kellen Moore and uh, ascribing to him a run-first defensive offense that turned into Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb winning you a title.
2: But these are not just words.
1: These are – like Jim Harbaugh in Michigan barely threw the football. Greg Roman wasn't even over his shoulder saying, less throwing, less. It, it, this is a combination – that wants to be hard-nosed and they don't have a lot of cap space. I mean, they are right now the odds on favorite to for the destination where Blake Corum running back it would, make would sense, go. Yeah. Um uh, because it was Jim Harbaugh's running back at Michigan and he's, you know, got the I think he's got the chops to take it 20 times a game and but what does it mean for the passing game? It it means that they're not going to they're not going to put the ball into justin herbert's hands unless they have to that's how it feels to me and look if your defense struggles and you can't play defense then you you're going to end up throwing the football a ton but if they are in neutral game scripts i would not be shocked if they were one of the highest running offenses this year and and unless it's justin herbert running it that's going to hurt it's going to hurt keenan yeah it's going to hurt mike williams it can't hurt Quentin Johnson. He can't go I mean he's <laughs> he can't fine. hurt us he's, anymore. Honestly, less targets for him. He's happy.
2: The 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 days of Keenan Allen being a just a PPR warrior, it feels like yeah, that it, it may be over.
1: So, um yeah, there, I think there's gonna be a lot of fear, which means that maybe those players, maybe the Chargers will be dropping non running backs will be dropping down the board a little bit. And so you're going to be stuck in the Jason situation where he's staring down Kyler or Herbert or you're going to be staring down just um you know Keenan Allen and some maybe I don't know Zay Flowers.
2: Yeah, because What are he, he, what are you going to do?
0: Keenan's ADP I think will still be rather high. I mean, he was he he's, was he's a phenomenal g- this year. He's like the wide receiver four great in player, points per game.
2: And I and I think still could continue to do that at a high level. We just I don't think we'll see the the 10-plus catch games that we're used to. So that
1: that's the lay of the land. By the way, he's going at wide receiver 25 and underdog. Okay, that's – But that's
0: – Yeah, I'll take that. That's interesting. That makes sense yeah. to
1: me, too. I mean, he's not a ceiling week-to-week We also guy.
0: don't know what the Chargers are going to do with their cap situation yet. Uh, I, I mentioned that number one cap hit in all of the NFL is Keenan Allen. Number two cap hit in all of the NFL is Mike Williams. So they're going to have to – At the wide receiver position. At the position, wide receiver position. Goes. So um, – maybe they restructure, maybe they cut.
1: So the two highest cap hits are your wideouts on a team that now wants to run. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, they, they avoided mutiny and revolt and they brought back Antonio Pierce, whom the team loved, which I look, I, they went five and four with Antonio Pierce. And so it's a bit of a surprise to me that they are going to at least come out and say that Josh Jacobs can go test free agency. I, I still think there's a chance he comes back here. It mm-hmm. seemed like be. Antonio Pierce had a fondness for what he could do in the offense. Especially definitely
2: does. Combine that Luke Getze is now the offensive coordinator for the Raiders, and his calling card over the last two seasons has been overseeing an offense, number one and number two, in rushing.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a team that is paying close attention to the quarterbacks in the draft. Uh, they've already come out and said that. They're a team that's that could trade up. They could pick up one of the rookies. And because uh, they don't really have they don't really have a quarterback. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo's gone. And uh that's a position they need to address, and then running back would be Zamir White plus something in free agency. But the the recipe here for Antonio Pierce is gonna be to run the football, to play great defense, which I do think they have a good defense. They and I do? think yeah. I think they'll continue to be a good defense with Antonio Pierce. Crosby
0: is Crosby's got to be one of the most fun players to watch in the NFL. He's just – he's a maniac out there. Um, I love i love a lot of the talent on the roster. I don't like these coaching hires. I thought Luke Getzey was already a terrible offensive coordinator last year, and I'm not sure that surprising. I think Antonio Pierce is a good head coach. I, he certainly motivated them, and the team, the players, loved him. They basically demanded that he stay on as head coach, and that's all great – and fun and fine and dandy, unless unless he's not actually a great head well, coach and there lose, was just yeah. motivation and unless yeah. you lose. And I, I, you know, I'm I'm very, very, very uninspired by Antonio Pierce Luke Getzey combo.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I like I like Pierce. I don't like Getzey, and I am concerned with how they'll compete in the division. That is going to be a problem. Um, also, Getzey was not their number one choice. I mean, their number one choice was Cliff Kingsbury. Like, if you go watch Antonio Pierce talk about it. Like he expected Cliff Kingsbury to be the offensive it coordinator. It was
0: reported that he was going to do a deal there, and then yeah, like it,
1: Pierce thought that was happening, and then it wasn't. And um, you know, he he made a joke about Magic Johnson, you know, stealing him because you know Magic Johnson owns the command owns the commanders. Oh, okay.
2: And so you know, it's, that's right. It took Cliff that's Kingsbury right. away. <laughs> what, you a, were trying to find the connection? Yeah, like a real hip modern day reference no no just the yeah, real no, magic no, it was good yeah it, it makes sense
1: let's move on to the four and three new england patriots who finished fourth in the in the division uh
0: four and 13 what did i say four and three they played very few games
1: i'm so sure i said 13 <laughs> and i didn't huh
0: i'd I, maybe everyone's maybe. saying no four and, and, four and three you? that's okay. really
1: weird when you're when your brain does that
0: yeah yeah, it does it all the time. Yeah, Jason's a mess. Jason's like, that's normal. What did I see?
1: Gerard Mayo, the new head coach of the New England Patriots, and that is weird. I mean, it's just weird to go into a season and not have Uncle Bill at the helm. We're We, we have a season where we're not going to get Bill Belichick press conferences. That's sad.
0: I don't watch those anyways.
1: Oh, the highlights. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Van Pelt taking over for Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator. He's Some of you over, know him as Gregory Alexander Van Pelt,
0: right? And that would be his mama. Um, he's bringing over the system from the Browns, similarities to what the Browns ran under Kevin Stefanski. So you expect a good running game, I think. Here, uh, they've got a they've got a really nice system in place for the ground attack and the offensive line system. So, I feel like
1: we're saying the same thing for several teams. I mean, we've already had the conversation, I mean, just the running attack and, and, right. and what they're going to put into place. We had the conversation, was it on this show or the footcast, where we said if neighbors goes to Arizona and Harrison went to New England, who are you taking?
0: Yeah, right, and I would take neighbors.
1: I choose what? Harrison to Arizona. <laughs> well,
0: that is my choice as well. <laughs> Hold on. What if I tell you
2: that new offensive coordinator, Alex Van Pelt, his <sighs> nickname
0: is Pill. Mm. Like, take a chill Like, take pill. a chill pill, yeah.
2: A- no,
1: like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Don't like that, too. I mean, there's... Wait, is that... <laughs> Kyle, were you telling me that's actually why he's called no, Pill? No, he's not actually... Oh, that was a joke?
2: No, it's correct. That, I that was- is true. I what? was looking it up
0: as well. Wait, wait, okay. wait, wait. The
1: Pillsbury Doughboy? But Pill for short.
0: Okay, but... Uh, okay. His, his nickname... He's just chubby? So they call him Pill? Is- <laughs> oh, man.
2: Is, is he as ghastly white and a little soft... Well, yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> oh man, that's
2: this good. show is amazing.
1: When when certain teams uh, don't inspire you for fantasy, we are inspired by their nicknames, right?
2: We're uh, we're just here to bring the information. Yeah, it's going to be good defense.
1: <laughs> it's going to be good things like, for Ramondre. The
2: the big networks out there, they're all they're too scared to talk about dog and pill. <laughs> that's why you tune into this broadcast That's right dog and pill that'd be a dog good show.
0: <laughs> they both want to run the ball dog v <laughs> pill can uh, i just get a little bit mad at at social media and pillsbury uh for a second sure okay yeah go ahead. what but, what did pillsbury do my, they, get something off your chest yeah my son my youngest son he demanded just beat me down to do this like one of those you know, you see the little short video of oh, check out this new way to make a cookie bowl. Okay. Yeah. You oh, take, okay. You take the 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 muffin and pan, turn it upside down. Turn it upside down. You, upside yep. Down, yep. you sure. smush the thing, the cookie dough over the the uh, cupcake mold, and then once you bring it out, it's like a little bowl. You yeah, put the you can... ice cream in the cookie yeah. bowl. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, so... it looked so easy. Oh no, <laughs> my oven is ruined. <laughs> Just drip I I don't know. I put too much of this cookie dough, and it just. I was like, I, I went to check on it when the timer was oh. over, and actually my son went to check on it first. And he I say, "Where'd the cookies he go?" He goes, he goes over there. Goes, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Pillsbury. That's it's not. It's, uh-oh. And, uh oh. And yeah, so, so I got to, it. Didn't pay, no ball. No, I still got to clean the, no bottom my, uh, <laughs> the bottom of my the bottom of my oven now. did so oh, you
1: get with them TikTok recipes. I huh? know, they look so, so
0: they easy. Actually, like not it's, just parts whole, did whole things fall uh, Yeah, on? It just I think I put way too much. It, <laughs> it just it just apparently it expands when it cooks or something. I don't know. I was like, "Wait for your mom to be home. i am not the baker." And then uh he and didn't, then you ruined the and oven. And then I ruined the oven. So, <laughs> lessons taught.
1: All right, let's uh <laughs> let's take a quick break here and we'll come back with some more breakdowns. All right, this week on the Dog and Pill Show, um, (laughs) let's move on to Seattle. Mike McDonald, Ryan Grubb, new head coach, new offensive coordinator. And so Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick, two of the oldest, I think they were the two oldest coaches in the league, are mm -hmm. are now gone.
0: And now he's being replaced by the youngest coach in the league, who is exactly half of his age. Wow. Thirty-six years old. Uh, Pete Carroll leaves at seventy-two,
1: and their offensive coordinator needs no nickname. It's Ryan Grubb.
0: Grubb, Grub a <laughs> Grub. dub. <Grub-a-dub. laughs> what is it? Grub Grub-a-dub. a dub. Grub dub dub. Three a dub. There, there it is. Thank you.
1: So uh, expectations for Seattle, who who they've restructured the contract of Geno Smith, right? And uh, last year they were twenty-second in points per game. Geno fell back from his Dave Canales year, uh, 21st in yards per game. Do we expect good things from Mike McDonald?
2: So uh, Mike McDonald is, he's one of these defensive hires, so he will be hopefully leaning on uh, Ryan Grubb. How far will Ryan Grubb take this offense? I mean, his claim to fame is, you know, at the from the University of Washington, uh, which things went okay for them last year so can can we bring an exciting high-flying offense to Seattle Uh, I mean they were at, at least the pieces are still there so I would I think that the Seattle the ADP of the Seattle players I think will be very interesting Kyle can you pull up um like where where DK and and Lockett are going and JSN yeah yeah and yes and and JSN just to see because it feels like there's going to be a lot of risk here. So, yeah, DK Metcalf going at wide receiver 20.
1: Jason at 36, Lockett at 54.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, that's there's a lot of the, – the, the risk is already kind of baked into that ADP there.
1: They were 7th um, in passing percentage and 28th in rushing percentage, and their strength is definitely what Kenneth Walker and Charbonnet can bring. So, uh, you know, hiring a defensive-minded head coach – that has an opportunity to um i don't know bring in the baltimore style of uh yeah. of defense maybe that's so, what this team is looking forward to
2: that uh, that should help the we'll see though the other offense of college guys bringing their work to the nfl i think it's been mostly miss at yeah. least that, that's what my memory is I, telling I me i
0: can't think of great examples and yeah. i could think of a ton of I mean like the, the <clears> recent <throat> ones
2: were like, you know, like well, Ja Rule was a colossal failure. <laughs> Chip Kelly. Uh Chip yeah, and then Cliff Kingsbury <laughs> is got beat. another job. Cliff is back, but Star. he was walked out of the NFL. Now,
1: how will Eric Bieniemy do in the opposite transition? Uh, Probably well. poorly. <laughs> yeah, I it, it it'll be interesting. Tennessee, Mike Vrabel, another longtime head coach gone. Brian Hallecan Hmm. That's the name. Brian Callahan taking over Nick Holtz, offensive coordinator. This was a team that was, you know, they had one identity last year: hand the ball off, thirty-first in pace of play, ninth in rush percentage. Uh, a new dawn, and-, and he uh,
0: he hired his he hired his papa uh, to be the offensive yep. of line coach, which was originally Bill Callahan's first. He's always uh, been
1: job. he's always been good at that. So they were 32nd last year. So nowhere to go but up. I mean, I I don't know what, I don't know what there is to say about this Tennessee offense because you're losing Derrick Henry to free agency. And what else do you have? I mean, we don't know what Will Levis will be long term. DeAndre Hopkins was the leading receiver. He is old,
0: and he could be gone. Yeah, I mean, Will Levis is. Is this the worst offense in the NFL? I don't think so because the Panthers are worse, oh. but um mm-hmm. I do believe that this Maybe. Is, will Levis to me showed flashes and and if you want to say will Brian Cal- Callahan be seen as a good head coach? I call him Callahan. Go Um will he be seen as a good head coach? It's just it it's a synonymous question with is Will Levis good? Like that's the truth. If he can get the most out of Will Levis and he can get him to be a competent quarterback That'll be good. Otherwise, you know, this is another. Didn't you say that you
1: kind of thought Tennessee was the team in the top ten picks that you thought could, because their division is not as strong? And well, when, like you, lo- and when you, you, you love, And didn't you say you love Brian Callahan?
0: <laughs> when you're picking. for, I do like, I will say this. The whole nepotism argument of like, oh, these guys get their jobs because daddy had them, right. you know, open the door. You can make that as a negative argument. I, I actually see it as the opposite. Like, this kid grew up in the NFL. The reason McVay was hired so young is cuz he grew up what was it, his like his grandfather was a GM or something. The Shanahan tree, you know, th- these guys know ball and and they grew up and they've usurped their fathers now. I mean, he's hiring daddy as the offensive line coach. So I I do like Brian Callahan, um but he's going to be a failure if Will Levis doesn't step up. I mean, that's the sad reality yeah, of coaching.
2: Maybe. I I think that Callahan will be given the the freedom of if you can see this year that it's not Will Levis, that they'll probably keep him around to try and rebuild who's next.
1: The odds are just bad for this whole situation to me. Yes. Like, Will Levis, you can say the word step up, but if you have the worst offensive, offensive line in the league and you don't have a running game and you don't have pass catchers,
0: and, and then is, you're not
1: going to succeed. He's not going to be able to overcome
0: that. I don't know that there's a worse quarterback in the league to be behind a bad offensive line because Will Levis cannot see pressure. I mean – He just gets smoked when guys come through.
1: Washington has made the two most uninspiring hires for me (laughs) of the entire offseason. I feel like uh, in previous years we have been deluded enough to believe Washington's offensive weapons could be useful. Now we are having our hopes squashed instantly in the offseason. Like I have no hope for Washington. Isn't this a kindness, though? It's a kindness to us, I guess, but it is also a dashing of, of any dreams that we might have. Look, I, I, I'm I sorry, Washington fans out there, but Dan Quinn, let's give it another go at head coach replacing Ron Rivera. I feel like you're basically replacing Ron Rivera with, yourself, with Ron Rivera, uh, another one. And then Cliff Kingsbury, how? How'd you get back? Who I, do you know,
2: man? I, I, I would like to read you a quote of how okay. it happened. Okay? All right. Um, quote, so. Well, did it work for those people? No, it never does. I mean, these people somehow delude themselves into thinking it might, but but it might work for us. Oh, that's a Tobias Funk. <laughs> yes, 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 That is how the meetings went. <laughs> Tobias Funk was inside the commander's headquarters, and he said, it might work for us.
1: I mean, and Cliff had competition for his services. So well done, Cliff. You, you've got an agent that works for you. We've been around the Cliff Kingsbury offense long enough. Good luck. Good luck. I mean, Dan Quinn, he he ran a great defense in Dallas. I'll give him credit for that. I do think that, you know, he he obviously led a team to the Super Bowl. This is why I say it reminds me of Ron Rivera. One Super Bowl appearance in Atlanta. Ron Rivera had his one Super Bowl appearance with Cam Newton. Um, Both quarterbacks were the MVPs of those seasons where they went to the Super Bowl.
0: And both men are usually very well respected and loved. Like uh, the people around Dan Quinn and the people around Ron Rivera absolutely love these men. A year,
1: a year and a half to a a year to a year and a half, you are beloved, I think, where you're at. And then it just runs out.
0: For fantasy purposes, this is Cliff Kingsbury. Dan Quinn's irrelevant. He's the defensive head coach or the CEO here. So they brought in Cliff Kingsbury, and now we just go, okay, well, you know, he had Hopkins, right? And he had Hopkins run a route bush, if you remember that, where yeah. he just was like on the left, running the same little two yard out for a billion times. Uh, do maybe the that's, ball
1: though, behind the line of scrimmage. Every, yeah, that's Terry McLaurin thing.
0: So, like, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much out on this offense, like many um, struggling, middling uh, head coach replacing teams. It's about the quarterback. We've got to see who they. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be here. Um, it will. I mean, it'll be the number two pick. Yeah, it'll probably be Drake.
2: Yeah.
1: And then we have I'm gonna read you the teams. Uh the Bears, Bengals, Browns, Saints, Eagles, Steelers, and Bucks all made changes to the offensive of coordinator, not the head coach. So Shane Waldron arrives in Chicago, comes from Seattle, um, where they you know, the offense struggled last year after a resurgent twenty twenty two. Cincinnati they did not want a belly itcher. Nice Uh, Dan Pitcher the new offensive coordinator
0: He was their quarterback's coach So
1: just moving uh, familiarity with You know that's normally a good A good situation when you have a quarterback That is established And then you just next man up Situation can run a similar offense Ken Dorsey who we saw Fired midseason in Buffalo Takes over in Cleveland (laughs) The NFL's funny Man (laughs) Come
2: on, man!
1: Clint Kubiak takes over in New Orleans.
2: I think this one's at least noteworthy. I mean, speaking of the the the, the nepotism train, there is another Kubiak uh, in town, and the Kubiak offense
0: it has been very successful. So, I mean, we'll great great running scheme usually. So for Alvin Kamara finding more space, it did
1: make me feel a little bit of hope for one more nice year from Kamara. Which I have him on a couple teams, and I've been very negative on his prospects. But the more I look at Kubiak, I say, okay, maybe. Maybe we get one more year out of Kamara. Kellen Moore arrives in Philadelphia replacing Brian Johnson.
0: I could not love what Philadelphia did more than what they did with with both of their their offensive and defensive coordinator hires. I just think they needed – they tried the next man up. You know, they lost their OC and DC last year, and they're like, well, the guys behind, this is your chance. Well, those guys behind failed. And so he's like, well, let's go out and get guys who have succeeded for a long time and proven that they're at least good at offense for an offensive coordinator, and they're good at defense for a defensive coordinator and come in and run with a talented lineup. So I I, I really, really, really like it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, uh,
2: we'll remind people on Kellen Moore because it, was, it wasn't the best for the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, what is going on know, today? There we're all We've struggling got an enunciation here. Enunciation filter. Uh, they were 18th in offense this past year, but you know the four years prior for Dallas, Kellen Moore helped oversee the number one offense in yards, 14th, first, 11th. So uh, he has a resume of success, despite last year being pretty bad.
1: Uh, we got Pittsburgh number oh. two, oh, oh, Arthur. Yeah.
0: Oh, I've got a plan.
1: Arthur he, Smith replacing Matt Canada? He's back, baby. Glad I can go ahead and filter the Steelers out of my plans. I mean, this is a 28th, 28th in points per game, 25th in pace of play, 25th in yards, 30th in pass percentage. Cool. Great. Let's bring in Arthur Smith. The, I mean, look, it means good things for Najee Harris. It means good things for Jalen Warren. The it on, really does.
2: The only glass half full – way i can come about this or look at it is in tennessee which has was derrick henry uh but at least for two years in tennessee when arthur was only the offensive coordinator 12th in yards second in yards i mean it was all predicated on the run game and and, and derrick henry of course it but feels maybe arthur smith could be one of those guys who just he can't run the team he has to only be focused on the offense that's 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 my whole. No, I, look, there it's are fine examples if, of that.
1: It fe- yeah, I agree with that. But we know what his his uh, preference is with the offense, and to me, this feels like the hiring feels like the Steelers saying we don't have a quarterback, and we're going to admit that like we don't have a like you you could bring in a uh, a quarterback whisperer at offensive coordinator if you thought that there was a big gap to what you got from Kenny Pickett or Mason Rudolph to like. Uh, I don't know, middle of the pack quality passer, and it feels like they just said, you know what, we don't got one, we don't have one, so we're just gonna lean into what we do have and try to scrape our way through. So in that regard, I mean, it doesn't mean good things for the pass catchers. I mean, are we, where, where are you gonna be talking about Pat Fryermuth next year? You don't even know if Mason Rudolph's a quarterback.
0: Well, the is, number one targets to the tight end position is we're from Arthur Smith. Is the Muth
2: playing?
1: Yeah, but can he get Luth?
2: Is he going to play the Kyle Pitts role, or is he going to play the
0: Jonu Smith role? He is made for the Jonu Smith role for Arthur well, Smith. Then we're all right. Yeah, baby.
1: Yeah, right. I'm out. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in on the mute. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Uh, Tampa Bay, they added Liam Cohen replacing Dave Canales. This will be – I think the big thing will be the loss of Canales and I whether agree. or not that impacts Baker. But you did have a year there. Um, it wasn't good for Gino when Canales left. There you go, and
2: if these trends continue, Liam will be the Kentucky offensive coordinator next year. Next year,
1: oh, because he went uh, <laughs> Rams assistant, Kentucky OC,
0: uh-huh. Rams
1: OC, Kentucky OC, yeah,
0: and now he's got a fallback Bucks OC. Wow, and then hey, Kentucky, uh, yeah. how do you- does
1: Kentucky do that?
0: <laughs> they they love Liam.
1: They're just like, please don't go, and then he's just got a job if they want to. Well, maybe he
0: goes, I'm only going for a year. Yeah. I'll be back.
2: Weird. Just, I'm going to go get this check real quick. I need that NFL insurance. I'll split the check with you. <laughs> Let me go for a year. <laughs> Jeez.
1: Um, all right, three days left. One final reminder as we close it down, your chance to get entered to win a listener league spot. If you pick up the 2024 UDK+, Plus, you can go to ultimatedraftkit.com, get a chance to win play with us in the listener league and uh, jump right into the UDK ultimate draft kit.com Thursday. I feel like I said that kind of, that loud. was, it was really it was loud. loud. Was I didn't back me. off the mic. Sorry guys. Thursday, Thursday. Uh, we have a top 10 things to remember episode. One of our, uh, one of the funnest episodes of the year. As we reflect on last season, things that we picked up that we learned, Jason's got his little black book. He writes his little notes, uh, did any of the notes say like be better in league of record and don't let Andy win? Is that one of your tips for this upcoming? No.
2: No. Last year it was remember <laughs> that I'm the champ. Okay. Last mm. year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Did you make a note be better in the dynasty league? Oh boy. New. <laughs> mm. mm. We got two of your three tips, Jay. I hate
0: you guys.
1: <laughs> All right, our free agent predictions episode is coming soon as well. Thanks to the deucers Al Borland, Judge Yamati, Rep Scallion for holding it down today. We'll be back on Thursday.
0: Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Join our fantasy football community on jointhefoot.com and follow us on Twitter at the FFBallers.